Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning and welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group and News Talk 1130 WISN. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm Director of Community Outreach at EIG. You know, there are a number of great attributes to have for a successful and thriving personal as well as professional relationship. Things like discipline, respect, education, appreciation, mentoring, Since January is National Mentoring Month, we're going to focus on that attribute. So I've said before that I think it's so important to share our experiences, our wisdom, our success, even our challenges with the next generation in an effort to make a difference in that person's life for the good. Today, we're going to learn about two organizations that really take this to heart and lead by example in this area. My first guest today is Marco Morrison, Executive Director from Operation Dream. Welcome to the show today, Marco. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk to you all and explain a little bit more about what Operation Dream is all about. Well, we're anxious to hear. So why don't you start by telling us what Operation Dream stands for and what your mission is? Yeah, well, so Operation Dream, um, the acronym DREAM actually stands for Discipline, Respect, Education, Appreciation uh, through Mentoring. Um, And the founder of our organization, uh, Rodney Barad Sr., uh, thought that those were, you know, the key components to helping to groom and to advance the lives of uh, young men of color here in the city of Milwaukee. Um, and so, uh, you know, Operation Dream's overall mission is to, uh, in a sense, fill the void or fill the gap for positive role models and mentors that oftentimes young Black boys and young men in the city of Milwaukee just don't have access to uh, in their own homes or even in the communities in which they live in. And so um, our overall purpose is to obviously uplift and to inspire and to give hope uh, to young men of color to get them to see that, you know, there are other choices that they can make within their lives that will have positive outcomes where they can contribute positively to their family and also their communities. And we do this through, you know, obviously the the idea of mentoring uh, as as the the foundation of what we do. So having a a consistent person in your life uh, in all areas of your life to help you uh, through the trials and tribulations of, you know, adolescent and teen development and also from an adult perspective. And so uh, mentoring is obviously the foundation of what we do. And the other component that is uh, very strongly tied into what we do as an organization is preparing our young men for the workforce. Uh, And so job readiness training um, is a key aspect of what we do with our young men. And also I don't want to leave out the fact that, um, you know, we also focus on entrepreneurship. We believe that it's one thing to teach a young man how to, to be a good employee, but it's another thing to be able able to get them to to see how they can turn their passion into a profit and to be able to contribute for themselves to their families and to the community as a whole uh, through entrepreneurship. All that sounds really, really good. Good stuff that's going on over there. So why and, and how did you land at Operation Dream? 
Yeah, so uh, my life story is pretty long, uh, you know, coming from, you know, Milwaukee and, you know, being uh, exposed to a lot of unsavory things as a, as a child and, you know, growing up uh, in poverty and, in uh, you know, gang infested and drug infested neighborhoods and things of that nature. Um, education was always my outlet. So um, I really honed in on the fact that that would really be my ticket out of my circumstances. Um, and so um, I re- that was really the motivating factor uh, for me, you know, throughout most of my life. I went to Rufus King High School, went to UW Parkside for undergrad, and did my master's program in Eastern Illinois. Um, and I knew that throughout that entire process, I wanted to work with young people. And, and part of that comes from, you know, me almost dropping out of college uh, and, and getting a job, you know, in the uh, Parkside pre-college department. And, you know, there I worked full-time and attended school full-time, but it really helped me to evolve and establish myself um, as a youth development professional. After graduate school, I uh, came back to the city of Milwaukee and um, I, went, I went to school to be a principal, but I saw that there was another area of need in the nonprofit sector. And so uh, I spent nine and a half years at Boys and Girls Clubs in various uh, positions. Um, and one year I was introduced to Operation Dream. They were expanding in their uh, programming and were seeking different you know, outlets in terms of facilities to grow the organization. And as um, I was the club manager at the Mary Ryan Boys and Girls Club in Sherman Park, you know, we really just started a relationship. And so one day they knocked on the door um, after a couple of years and said, hey, we're searching for an executive director and we think that you'd be a good fit. So um, that's pretty And the rest, the rest is history, right? Yeah. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> well, what makes Operation Dream different from other organizations that serve young men of color? Yeah, so what makes us different is that we take a holistic approach to servicing young men, uh, the young men in our program, you know, so we're involved in the areas of home, school, work, uh, their social and recreational life, so there's no uh, stone unturned if you could look at it from that perspective. Uh, and so we are, so since we are actively engaged in all of these facets of these young men's life, um, it's the consistency that we provide, um, and it's the consistency of our mentors that they're able to uh, uh, embrace and create genuine authentic relationships with um, over a number of years. Uh, The average young man in our program is in our programs between six to eight years. And so uh, being able to have and provide that level of consistency for a young man where they might not have that in any other area of their life is really uh, key to what we do. Tell us a little more about your programs then. You had said that you have entrepreneurship, you have workforce readiness. Give us an idea of some of the other programs that you offer the young men. Yeah, and so our programs really have the capacity to span uh, 20 years of support if a kid takes advantage of us as early as four years old. Um, and so our academic year program that we host on Saturdays is for our four, uh, K-4 through 8th grade population. Uh, so there, you know, it's a free program. It's door-to-door transportation and for everything that we do. And so they're able to have a sense of camaraderie uh, uh, with young men who look just like them that just so happen to potentially come from different areas of the city. Uh, and so for us to be able to almost in a sense be an incubator of camaraderie for uh, different young men of color, you know, in that K-4 through 8th grade arena, it really provides them with a lot more uh, of a connection to the city as a whole and not just within their own neighborhoods and communities. And so, uh, again, from K-4 through 8th grade, we have that academic year program. That is then followed up, you know, after they graduate from that program to our operation work program, which services our ninth through 12th graders. 
Uh, and so in that program, it's even more intensified with mentoring. Um, so you have a, a mentor that's assigned to him, to them that work in the areas of, again, home, school, work, and then also their social, social and recreational aspects of their lives. Um, and that's the arena where we really hone in on the skills and developmental needs of the young men in that particular space, which encompasses the entrepreneurship, the job readiness, um, and the other aspects of our seven pillars of success for that program. Uh, we then have a dream to achieve tutoring program that's in partnership with the University School of Milwaukee. That's been going on for almost 10 years or a little bit over. Um, we're on Sundays, again, we will provide door-to-door transportation to um, our first through 12th graders to receive, you know, an hour or two worth of, you know, one-on-one or group tutoring with the, uh, the students at University School of Milwaukee. And now I realize the overall needs of our organization organization to make it truly holistic. Uh, We just implemented a new program called Operation Independence that now serves the alumni of the Operation Work Program for young men that are uh, between the ages of 18 and 24, helping them to survive and thrive and to gain that independence that they need to be positive uh, contributors to our community. Wow, you, so that, that's that's really great. You got a lot of lot of different uh, options there. How and where do you recruit the young men from then? Our recruitment hole originally was a lot of word of mouth, uh, you know, from our parents and community members and partners that we had uh, attached to us. Uh, But we also go out into schools and to, you know, other community uh, resource fairs and things like that to be able to speak to the community at large about Operation Dream and all that we do. And then where do the mentors come from? Yeah, and so our mentors are, are young men of color uh, or, you know, men of color who come from the same communities that our young people come from, you know, and so throughout their lives, they've been able to make the right decisions uh, to promote themselves to get to a point to where now uh, their objective in life is to be able to help other young men who might struggle and suffer and have suffered through some of the things that they've experienced. And so by having successful young men, I mean, successful men of color being the mentors, then there is already in a relationship that's established in terms of a relevancy and understanding of what the young people might go through. So it's good to be able to have that attachment. Absolutely. For someone to walk alongside them is, is great. A 2016 graduate of Operation Dream is quoted as saying, we just do our best to change the world and make the world a better place. So we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned because when we return, we're going to dive into how Operation Dream is changing the world and making it a better place, not only for the young men they serve, but also for their families. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Marco Morrison, Executive Director from Operation Dream. So, Marco, what impact do you see Operation Dream having on the young men that you serve? Yeah, um, the impact that we see within our young men, um, I would say that the foundation of it is trust. Oftentimes, as young Black men, young men of color, you know, there is a lack of trust, you know, with the the world, you know, in a sense, you know, in, in certain situations. So I think that uh, part of that is that if they can see that, you know, they are open and able to trust somebody to uh, come into their life and really be there selflessly uh, to help them and to support them through uh, their growth, then I think that that's the impact and the life-changing component that our mentoring program really provides at its foundation. Um, and so as we allow these, you know, 
these young men really allow us into their lives and we gain that level of trust, they're then able to see that, you know, not only can they trust us and, you know, our organization and their mentor, but that they can be open to trusting other, you know, facets of the world that they might not have felt that they could before. Um, And so with that, we believe that that is truly the foundation of the impact that we make uh, starting out with our young men. Well, and I think trust is such a foundational piece in any relationship, right? Um, What about the families? Uh, What impact do you see having on the families that you serve? Yeah, so if you can imagine, you know, um, most of our young men come from single mother households, you know. So, um, you know, right now I think that we're at about 97, 98% of our young men come from single family households that are led by the mother. Uh, And so for the mother to have a need for Operation Dream and our our mentors to be able to be a positive representation of what it looks like to be an an upstanding, you know, uh, Black male within the city of Milwaukee, uh, that's impactful for them, you know, as, you know, in some of their neighborhoods, the representations uh, that are out there for their sons um, don't really relate to where they want their, their son to be. Um, And so we are really coming in and filling that void for that parent um, to really be that role model, to be that person that they can even lean on uh, to be able to bounce off, you know, issues and concerns or ideas on how we can all work together as stakeholders to provide guidance and direction for that young man to be successful. Absolutely. It takes a village, uh, they say, right? Lots of things going on in, in your programming to offer the individuals and their families. Do you have any new initiatives that you're working on? Yeah, uh, so one of our biggest initiatives that we have that is coming down the pipeline relatively soon is that uh, we received a $100,000 grant from Impact 100 for Operation Dream to start a social enterprise business. And so after uh, a few years of us implementing our entrepreneurship camp during the summer, uh, we had an overwhelming amount of young men that were looking into the screen printing or apparel business. Um, And so through a generous grant from Impact 100, um, our young men are now going through the uh, developmental stages of creating the business plan uh, for Dream Screen. Obviously they'll, you know, have to go out and, you know, uh, secure equipment and get training on equipment. And we're hoping that we're able to, we're going to be able to launch our dream screen printing business, you know, in late fall or at the beginning of uh, 2022. Well, congratulations on that donation. It's uh, Impact 100. I've interviewed them before. Great organization. And it's so wonderful that they can support wonderful nonprofits such as yourself. Um, And I understand that your programs and your services are free of charge, right? Correct. Okay, so how are you funded then, other than the the donors like Impact 100? Yeah, so uh, we get our funding through donors, again, like Impact 100. Uh, We have some great relationships with foundations in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, So the Bradley Foundation is a huge, huge contributor of Operation Dream. Uh, The Bader Foundation is is obviously huge. Uh, And we have, you know, again, just a a good core of uh, board members that are affiliated with Operation Dream as well. Um, So we've got Harris Turr from the uh, Milwaukee Admirals, who's on our board, uh, David Gruber from Gruber Law Offices, Giacomo Faluca from Palermo's, uh, and a slew of other individuals that um, really have gravitated towards the need of serving young Black men in the seat of Milwaukee. Uh, And that's not to count out our individual donors. I mean, we've got individuals, you know, I can think of one of our donors, John Hayden, who's an 
amazing man uh, who's 84 years old and is, has just an affinity for working and providing support to Operation Dream uh, in any capacity, whether it's just working and talking to our young men or even providing financial support. So um, as you mentioned, it takes a village, and I believe that we are continuing to build on this village type of a mindset uh, with all of our donors. And that intergenerational mentoring or relationships is so wonderful, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's great that you pair up a young person with, let's say, an ad, uh, someone that's advanced in their age, <laughs> whether that's, you know, at what age that is, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, what do you think is your vision then for the future for Operation Dream? Yeah, so our vision for Operation Dream is truly to expand the capacity uh, for us to be able to serve more young men in the city of Milwaukee uh, and to obviously, you know, hire more mentors because our mentors are full-time staff members of Operation Dream, which again uh, goes to help support uh, that consistency of this uh, mentor in the lives of our young men. We're obviously, you know, grateful as well that we just received a $200,000 donation from the NBA Foundation to help grow in capacity for Operation Dream. Uh, but with there being such a, a high need and demand for mentoring, especially in the, you know, inner city communities, uh, again, you know, our overall mission within the next three years is just to grow and, you know, and double in the capacity that we're able to currently serve right now with that direct uh, mentoring initiatives uh, that we have through Operation Dream, as well as making sure that our dream screen uh, printing screen printing business is highly successful as well. Mm. Well, I was on your website and I saw a picture of Aaron Rodgers with some of your boys. So you've got some significant uh, volunteers or mentors serving with your organization. That's, that's awesome. What can people do then to support Operation Dream? Yeah. So um, the one you know, there obviously are various ways to support, you know, Operation Dream. Uh, one of them, you know, would be to simply go onto our website. Uh, we have a volunteer link. So if there's anybody that's interested in just being a volunteer that wants to contribute some of their time and maybe some experiences or hobbies and expertises that they have and want to introduce those to our young men, uh, we have opportunities for that, you know, at multiple levels or in all of our programs. Um, if they want to be a volunteer in terms of tutoring, we have that ability as well. Um, And then obviously, you know, there's obviously, you know, the financial component, you know, obviously, you know, with us being a, you know, small nonprofit and, you know, our vision to want to grow within the next couple of years uh, to be able to contribute financially to Operation Dream for us to grow in capacity is definitely key. Uh, And if there's, you know, anybody that wants to do that, um, it's as easy as going to our website, um, www.operation-dream.org, and then they can click the donation link and or volunteer link to get involved. Okay, well, that makes it easy, right? What about uh, COVID? Have you guys had to do any type of shift because of the pandemic? Yeah, so as you can imagine, you know, our program is very intimate in terms of, you know, very being very personable and in, in front of each other with our mentors, our mentees, and our families. Uh, so we've had to pivot to more of a virtual uh, service offering. Uh, so we've just been able to increase in the number of contacts and connections that we have with our young men and our families, uh, you know, either through FaceTime, uh, you know, different types of video chat platforms, uh, increasing amounts of, you know, texting and emails and things of that nature. 
winter. And so, um, you know, the virtual component, you know, is obviously something that, you know, is very important. Uh, but obviously, you know, we are all sort of just itching to get back to the to the point where we can now connect uh, in person with each other and truly have that, you know, sort of intimate connection once again. Absolutely. Nothing like that human element. Right. But we do whatever it takes to keep uh, to keep things going. So thank you, Marco, for uh, sharing your passion and your dream with Operation Dream. Give us one more time contact information so people can jot that down. Yeah. So our website is www.operation-dream.org. They can also give me a call at the office. My number is 414 226-5305. And on our website, there's also a a, uh, contact us link as well. So if they want to send out an email uh, that again will come directly to me, then I'll make sure that I obviously, you know, get back to those emails, you know, as soon as I can. Awesome. Well, thanks, Marco, for all that you do to uh, help and serve uh, the young men in our community. So thank you for participating in the interview today. Yes, and thank you all for inviting me to be a part of this platform. You are absolutely welcome. So as we learned, Operation Dream serves young men in our community, and they do an awesome job. What about the young women? Do they have someone who will mentor them? Stay tuned to hear about one such organization that does just that. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group and News Talk 1130 WISN. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guest today is Christy Miller, Development Director at Pearls for Teen Girls. So welcome, Christy. Welcome to the show today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, um, I'm thrilled to be part of this, and it's just such an important conversation to be having. It absolutely is. Why don't you start with telling us about yourself? What brought you to Pearls for Teen Girls, and what keeps you there? Sure. Um, you know, I started my career now over 20 years ago um, in corporate and thought that as a business student in college that that's what I was supposed to do and quickly found myself not feeling fulfilled in my work and started to consider other options. And a mentor of mine at the time had suggested suggested nonprofit work, uh, and it had never occurred to me that that would even be an option. So that one conversation kind of changed the trajectory of my career, and I've been doing nonprofit work ever since. Um, I started in direct service, uh, moved my way into learning operations and managing um, operations for a small nonprofit, and then started specifically in fundraising about 10 years ago. And that's where I've stayed, and that's definitely where I belong. Um, It's been a great experience for me to um, be an advocate on behalf of nonprofits out in the community representing mission. Um, And I, I like to say not just out asking for money, because that's just one little bit of what fundraising is, but really about building relationship and finding synergies between Um, people interested in making a difference in the community um, through giving. So we we know that Operation Dream stands for discipline, respect, education, appreciation, and mentoring. And again, we said mentoring being January, uh, January being mentoring month, we're kind of focusing on that. Operation Dream is your counterpart. I assume PEARLS stands for something. You want to share that with us? It does. PEARLS um, for teen girls. The PEARLS is an acronym. 
Um, P is personal responsibility, E is empathy, A is awareness, R is respect, L is leadership, and S is for support. Um, and we have been around since 1993, and that has been the, the same since the very beginning. Um, our founder is a woman by the name of Colleen Fitzgerald, and she tells a great story of um, having a teacher in grade school really have an impact on her and helping her realize that she could make an impact in her life. And she felt heard by this teacher. Um, she did quite a bit of work mentoring women in their professional career and then started to figure out how could we provide mentorship for young girls in a way that is impactful and long lasting. And that really was the genesis of Pearls. She worked with um, some community leaders, some education leaders and some philanthropic leaders um, and then in partnership with girls, wrote the curriculum now over 25 years ago, and it's um, still the curriculum we use today with girls. Hmm. Well, tell us about it. Tell, talk about some of the programs sure. that you have available. So Pearls works with girls in grades 5 through 12, and the, the components of the programming are pretty simple. We have what we like to call our group sessions, and those are happening once a week all over the city um, in age cohorts grades 5 through 12. Um, those sessions are about two hours long. And in those sessions, girls are working on becoming their best selves. So the easiest way for me to explain pearls is we empower girls to figure out who they are and to become their best self. Um, the pearls curriculum was founded on what we like to call our leadership compass. And that compass um, sets kind of the direction. It's the North Star of everything we do. Um, so girls are working on loving themselves is a point on the compass, building healthy relationships with others, striving to achieve. There's a goal setting component to that part of our work, believing the sky is the limit, which is where we really get into girls thinking about what happens after high school, what do I want to do, and then helping hands in the community. We really want girls to feel empowered by being a help to others um, in their own community. That leadership compass really sets the tone for those group sessions happening every week. That's awesome that you have a community component because I think there's so much joy that someone gets from serving others and it kind of takes the emphasis off yourself and you understand what a difference you can make out there in the world. So that's, that's awesome that you have that component to all the other wonderful components that you have that make up your programs. What makes Pearls different then from other nonprofits, other programs that are out there? You know, one thing that has, um, didn't, it drew, it drew me to Pearls, but also has kept me there is the, this youth adult partnership model that we have in place. So, you know, growing up, I was always kind of taught listen to the adults. They have all the answers. You don't have as much power as they do. And what we're really working on in partnership with girls is not prescribing to them what success looks like. Um, you know, success for one girl may look completely different for another girl. There really isn't a one size fits all. And the girls that we serve have a variety of needs. We have some girls who are very interested in excelling academically, and that's what they're most focused on. We have other girls who um, really want to build a stronger relationship with a parent at home or a teacher. So we work with them on building goals around those accomplishing that. Um, we have other girls who are 
in the foster care system. And so we're helping them navigate what that might look like for them um, and how we can help them set up uh, a path for success after um, they graduate high school. So, um, I mean, I say all that just to say that I love that we don't have a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, But the common denominator is that we put girls first and their needs first, and we meet the girl where they're at. And our program delivery team is masterful um, at listening and being a support system for the girls that we serve. Mm, That's all great stuff. Uh, Let's say that there's a girl out there listening that says, gee, I want to I want to find out more about this and how I can partake in some of those programs. How do girls get access to it? Um, Super easy. Uh, Much like Marco, I'm going to direct people to our website, www.pearlsforteengirls.com. And right on our landing page, there's a button that says join, um, join a Pearls group. Um, She can go in there, fill out a contact card, and then someone from our team will get in touch with her to figure out where in the city makes most sense for her to participate. And is it only available to girls in the city, or do you reach out into the uh, the burbs at all? You know, during um, virtual programming right now, we can extend our programming a bit out beyond Milwaukee. Our traditional programming serves girls in Milwaukee. Um, most of our groups are happening around the city in Milwaukee. We do have one group um, through the Brown Deer School District, so we do some work there. Um, but the lion's share of our work is in the city of Milwaukee. Okay, so all anybody has to do, whether that's a young girl or maybe a parent of a young girl or relative of a young girl that wants to take advantage of your services, just go to your website and click on join and someone will reach out to them. Absolutely. Okay, that's simple. That's nice. So we talked to Operation Dream about their impact. So when we return, we're going to talk about how Pearls impacts teen girls and why their work is so vital. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group and News Talk 1130 WISN. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm talking in this segment with Christy Miller from Pearls for Teen Girls. So let's talk impact, Christy. What what does success and impact look like for Pearls for Teen Girls? So we track a ton of data at Pearls. And um, I will say for a small nonprofit, um, the amount of time and resources we invest in um, data tracking is pretty remarkable. Um, So I have some qualitative success and I have some quantitative success. Um, Quantitatively, I can tell you that over the last 10 years, 99% of girls who actively participate in PEARLS choose not to get pregnant. A girl who chooses not to get pregnant, there are all sorts of amazing economic uh, positive indicators in our community when we can have that happen. So we're, we're proud of that. Um, we, we're not a pregnancy prevention program. We like to say that that choice is a byproduct of the work that we do with girls working on their social and emotional well-being. Um, a couple of other statistics I'll throw out to you. Uh, upwards of 97% of our high school seniors graduate from high school. And then roughly 97% of those girls are on track for post-secondary success. And again, that's over the last 10 years. So the way we define post-secondary success early in Pearl's history, 
we used to limit that to just college. If a girl graduates high school and goes on to college, we're going to count that as a success. We quickly realized that that's not what defines success, that there are girls who um, are going to choose a, a two-year program, a technical school, um, a trade-focused career. Um, we have girls who go into the military right out of high school. Those are all successes in our eyes. So we've pivoted away from that um, earlier thinking of college only and have now incorporated um, different tracks for girls to consider as they move their way through high school. Qualitatively, I can say, um, and it's an exciting time, we're working with a, an evaluator now, how can we measure a girl's building on her own resiliency or grit or um, hope? Um, what impact has Pearls had on a girl's ability to navigate life? Because we know life is certainly going to bring challenges. What has Pearl's impact been on that girl's ability to navigate tough times? So um, more to that, we, we won't know the outcomes of that evaluation, hopefully here in the next year or so, we'll have some more um, stories to share. But we, we measure quite a bit. And um, the one common thread we find is the more uh, services that Pearl's Girls take advantage of, um, the more successful they're going to be. Well, talking about challenges and overcoming them, I mean, you work with your girls on those things. Have you encountered any challenges? And if so, how did you overcome them as an organization? Yeah, you know, I think our biggest challenge, and it's similar to um, Marco and Operation Dream, there are so many more girls who have needs than our ability to meet them. Um, so we are continually strengthening partnerships in the community to figure out, you know, less about turf and less about they're my donor, they're your donor, and more about how can we as nonprofits wrap around our, wrap our arms around our youth and get them the services they need, whether it's our services or we think an, another nonprofit would be better suited for that girl. We're going to do whatever we can to get to as many girls as possible. Um, so I think resources are our biggest challenge and lack of resources. Um, we're, we're limited on how many girls we can reach. And you're working toward uh, uh, resolving that challenge, right? You know, what about your plans for the future? You know, what are your hopes to grow? You talked a little bit about that, uh, but specifically, like, what what are your 2021 goals? What are your goals five years from now beyond that? We've served thousands and thousands of girls over the last 27 years, and um, we are finding that we need to develop different approaches to get to more girls. Our focus will continue to be here in Milwaukee, and we are piloting some programming right now that we call in-house programming. So the traditional PEARLS model is we have a program coordinator go out into the community, deliver PEARLS programming, and then come back to the main office to you know, meet with programming team, prep for her next session. We're now in um, the third year of a pilot that we call in-house, and with that model, we have a PEARLS program coordinator housed in the school, Monday through Thursday. She's there every day. Um, she's holding group every day with PEARLS girls. And then she's viewed as a resource for teachers, other teachers in the building. So we're excited to be collecting data now on what impact are we having um, on Pearl's girls' behavior in school, their academic progress in school, what, if any, 
are we doing to add value to the school? So that's kind of our newest model for how to deliver Pearl's programming. And we suspect that as we grow, that's the model that we'll see grow. Well, I had asked Marco this question. I'm curious how you would respond. Um, Pivoting to COVID, you know, have you had to do that? And if so, how have you done it? Yeah, I mean, man, I remember back in March, we um, sat down as a leadership team and we thought, okay, this will be about a month. We'll, you know, put together some really great uh, virtual programming and then we'll be back at it in person. And here we are almost a year later and we're, we're still virtual. So we've adapted all of our programming to be virtual only. Girls are still meeting once a week in their small groups, but now they're doing it on Zoom, Google Classroom, um, you know, by text, by FaceTime with their coordinator, however we can get to them. The biggest challenge we're finding is the girls having access to technology. So we are working hard to partner with those in the city who are addressing that specifically, places like the Public Library, the United Way, Anywhere that we can send our families to make sure that they have what they need for their daughters and their sons to participate in virtual programming. All of that programming is proving to be even more needed now than it was pre-COVID. Girls are feeling very isolated in these times. They're not in school. They're not having those sisterhood moments with their friends Um, And Pearls is providing that safe space, even if it's just for a couple of hours a week for girls to talk about their fears, their frustrations, their wishes, their dreams, and to just have fun. Because I just don't think kids are having a whole lot of fun these days. So if we can be that little bit of glimmer in their week and help them feel seen, uh, then we're, we're doing something right. Absolutely. Well, you guys are doing great work, both of you. Great examples of how to reach out and make a difference for someone else, a way to uh, lead by example. So uh, people listening, if they want to get more information or help out, become a mentor, get involved with your organization, what can they do to support your mission to empower girls? Sure. We have um, many opportunities for people to get involved, both through volunteering and financially. Um, Again, visiting our website, www.pearlsforteengirls.com. You'll see right there ways to get involved. You can click on become a mentor, become a volunteer, and Rochelle on our team, our volunteer coordinator, will be right back in touch with you to chat more with you individually about what it is you're looking for in a volunteer experience Financially, much like Operation Dream, uh, we are always looking for financial support to be able to do the work that we do. We have a variety of funders. Uh, I'm proud to say that we've got a very diverse portfolio of givers, foundations, corporations, some public funding, um, and then individuals, everyday people sending in their $50 gift. It goes so far to helping us do what we do. Um, It costs us about $1,000 per girl per year to do what we do. Um, So that's a real, if you think about giving, like, okay, that makes, I know where my money's going. And those girls are, I like to say the return on investment goes, goes really far. So every dollar given to us goes a far way. And being an investment firm, we we totally understand that uh, yeah. <laughs> that language. So we talked about a lot of different things around mentoring. What would you say, Christy, would be your call to action to people out there? You know, mentoring in my life has been and continues to be how I've been able to navigate 
personally and professionally. I live with mental illness and uh, I live successfully with it. It's because of my mentor relationships that I've been able to navigate some really tough times. So I, I like to tell people, you know, if you're feeling that nudge to make a difference, there's really nothing more powerful than mentoring a young person. That little bit, it might seem like a little bit to you as a mentor, like, or I don't even know if I'm making a difference. You know, I've had those relationships with mentees and thinking, I don't know if I'm doing any good, but then you, you hear from them the impact you're having. And um, it's not only rewarding for you as the mentor, but also being on the receiving end of those mentorship relationships that can be life-changing for that person. Absolutely. Very well said. Very well said. Well, thank you for joining me today, Christy, uh, from Pearls for Teen Girls and Marco Morrison from Operation Dream. Thanks to both of you for sharing your passion and your experiences with us in the areas of mentoring and advocating for the youth in our community. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in getting the word out on how you or your nonprofit are making an impact in our community, you can contact me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200, and we can discuss how you can be a guest on the show. Join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community on News Talk 1130 WISN. And learn more about some great people, great organizations like Marco and Christy and Operation Dream and Pearls for Teen Girls and how they're contributing to making our community a better place in a number of different ways. You can tune in on your radio, you can Google it on your device of choice, or you can use the iHeartRadio app. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you enjoy working with young people and would possibly be interested in serving as a mentor, as Christy so eloquently stated, uh, reach out to either of the nonprofits that we talked to today. Again, Marco Morrison from Operation Dream and Christy Miller from Pearls for Teen Girls. We want you to think about how you can share your talents, how you can share your experiences to help make that change in the world and make it a better place for a young man or a young woman in our community. So go out and find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a fabulous day.